Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. So as soon as the, like the door shut when they left, I looked up at this girl and I said, Nice fat lady with the mustache. <laughs> Uh, Obviously, a horrible, horrible thing to say. It's episode 21 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's an interview with... Chris Squatchy Williams, who is basically uh, one of Rob Wolf's right-hand men, and so we have a good uh, conversation with Squatchy. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with a friend of mine, John Wallace, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I'm excellent. How are you, Mark? I'm great. Uh, anyone who listens to me who's a friend of mine on Facebook knows that I went on quite the ice dancing tirade last night. God, um, I know it, man. I just can't. I mean, okay. And one thing my wife was kind of getting on me about, it's like, that's amazing. You couldn't do that. Yes, uh, agreed. But just because I can't do something or it's it, it, it you know requires massive amounts of coordination doesn't make it an Olympic sport. Like, well, I go back and forth. Like, I, I, I see what you're saying about, like, uh, you know, if something requires, like, a judge's, like, is it subjectivity? Subjectivity, or yes. Subjectivity. Okay, subject. I always get those two confused. If it requires a judge's subjectivity to score something, then like, oh, okay, I can get more down with like the, you know, the, hey, this is the time to beat, or these are the number of like goals you have to score, or whatever. But uh, you know, as someone who has spent a significant amount of time of his life on the ice, like it's something that's rather difficult. Right. I think you should. You know, live and let live a little bit on this. You well, know? okay. To me, it's like let's make this an Olympic sport. Let's get like a really good drummer because that takes coordination and put him on a drum set on the ice and just have little kids push him around while he <laughs> <laughs> while he drums. <laughs> like that would be man. Look at that guy drumming and he's like well, I, being spun know, around like, on the ice. <laughs> we could make juggling like an Olympic sport. Yeah, I, I see. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's just it's harder for me to embrace the concept of like, you know, like the. Uh, what we were talking about, I think, like episode 19 or 20 or something like that, the snowboarding where, like, the YOLO flip and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Like, I don't – yeah, they're, they're, they're flipping around. They're, you know, they're really spectacular. They're, you know, rotating uh, counterclockwise. And, you know, <laughs> it's all – just all some of the other things. What amazes me about the Winter Olympics – and we talked about – like I said, we talked about this before. It's all foreign to us, you know, middle of the United States type <laughs> right. of people that don't live in, like, winter climates. But – so this is really, like – Almost like just the circus of the of the oddities <laughs> like right. for those yeah. of us who don't live in the frozen tundra. Well, but I was just watching ski jumping where they rocket, and I'm serious. They are like rocketing down a mountain on all they have are two really super long skis, and they just shoot them out into the air. 
and wait for to see how who did first of all who was the first person that said hey let's do this yeah but second of all it, it who, how many people died doing right. that in the formation of that sport? What? Like, oh, let's send uh, let's send Thor down a mountain, and then <laughs> Thor lands and breaks, know, breaks both, both legs, of his legs yeah. and both of his arms and dies. And like, <laughs> oh well, looks like Thor loses. Let's try the next guy. Like, I don't understand the, the people well, who came up with these sports, you know, centuries ago. Just well, just I don't know. Uh, with ski jumping, is it one of those new ones? Like, ski jumping is is an is an anomaly because okay, like the argument is subjectivity you know not a sport well ski jumping is a oh yeah it's very objective yeah but it's like what what is the purpose like in sprinting like sprinting has a purpose like you you're running after someone or you're running away from someone there's like a function to that like in like you know discus throwing i'm gonna throw this discus into your face and kill you like in a war point of discusing maybe Maybe, okay more more let's let's say javelin javelin is i'm going to spear you you through the throat with you know like there's there's some high jump you have to jump over this wall to uh, escape or, or to get at a a a uh enemy or something ski jumping is just like I mean, so it's really, it's like, and there's evolutionary no, purpose for it. Yeah. And there's really, I mean, with like long jump, it's all about the person's timing and, and I'm sure there's, there, there's timing. You have to pop your hips and like catch the right air, but it's just like you, there's very little movement. Like the margin for error, I guess is not as great. And from like a long jumper who has to run and time it and his whole body is propelling him off. It's not like there's no other, I don't know. It's just like like the aerial stuff. That yes, that is unbelievable. I mean, that is crazy. But so is the bearded lady at the circus. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean she should be an Olympian. What I am the most amazed about when I'm watching these Olympic competitions isn't necessarily the Olympians that are able to do the flips and jumps and twirls and whatnot. It's the announcers who have to come like, up with stuff. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Unless they fall and crash, no one has any idea what they're that doing. one yeah. jump is different than the other jump, yeah. then one bobsledding is different than the other bobsled. Unless one ends up like in, in a heap of broken bones or crashing <laughs> and, and burning, yeah. like uh, the bobsled catches fire, yeah. then uh, no, like if you played them without commentary – there is, and, and without the little timing mechanism on the right. screen, there is literally oh, no man. way a, a, someone could watch it and be like, oh, yeah, that one was definitely better than the other yeah, one. Yeah, like the like bobsled is a great example of that. Like, it's the same, like, the director for the bobsled pushes this, like, you don't even have to watch. Like, he, they're, they're within, like, a <laughs> fraction of a degree. He can just hit uh, camera A, camera B, camera C, and not even look at the screen, and it would be, like, without commentary, it's the same exact run, unless it's on fire, or unless someone's head, like, rolls out the back of it. Or so, so I'm, I'm, the only reason I watch stuff like bobsledding is to see, like, because I know what would happen if I was bobsledding. <laughs> Invariably, like, I'm watching to see if someone just randomly falls out of the back of it. Like, oh my god! The most <laughs> catastrophic accident screw up in Olympic history. history. The guy's job is just to sit in the sled and he fell out of the back. That would be what would happen to me. <laughs> just well, something just so historically, yeah. just such a historic yeah. screw Failure. up. That's why I'm watching those. Well, I, now I watch hockey because I love hockey, but all the rest of them I'm just watching because I don't want to be the one person that like when they put the video on Facebook that has like it says like you know I I didn't see that what what are you talking about the biggest screw up in Olympic history I never I never saw it yeah yeah exactly 
Well, there is, you know, speaking of my Facebook tirade, I, I posted, I just kept posting and kept posting and kept posting about the ice dancing from last night. I know it. And, I yeah, know. Yeah. And so, but like there, hundred times. And I can tell this story because I know this person doesn't listen to the podcast, nor will she ever. It's an older woman who a lot of times like she posts stuff and it's one of those like, oh, geez, it's like my mom posting, you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's not really what you're supposed to post on Facebook, old ladies. <laughs> um, but you're so, doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. L-O-L. <laughs> Winky face. So, but like I, she's like posting on like commenting and you probably saw some of her comments, but she was like saying, Hey, come on now. It's not that bad. Or, or, I enjoy it and stuff like that. And one of the last things I posted last night was it said like winning the gold in ice dancing equals slipping, but not falling as you walk into the grocery store. Like you kind of feel like you won something. Like, Ooh, that was close. Like, but it really wasn't that big a deal. And she wrote, uh, you win the gold medal in being a jerk. <laughs> and, and I unfriended her. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome! You are you did win the gold I know. medal. I know. I told I, I unfriended her and then like told Jen, and we were both like sitting there like dying laughing. Like that really was pretty funny. But. There really does need to be like a driver's license type of test. The older you get, <laughs> to see if you're allowed to be on Facebook, yes. to see if you get it or not. Yeah, like that. Like I've been having like a I, very long story, very very short because I know we're short on time. Uh, I I haven't. Today is like the, what, the 18th or 19th of February? Well, uh, yesterday I just took my Christmas lights down. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, genius. Every time I'd been, and they up, never worked. Work, well, yeah, that's what well, we can tell the long story yeah. another time. But, uh, every time I'd been off of work, it was either freezing or icing or, you know, something had come up. And so the homeowners association took a picture of my house and put it on a flyer and put it in our mailbox. Like, <laughs> oh, just a friendly reminder. Need to take that stuff down. Here's a picture of the, your house. We're not, we're not hillbillies around here. And so, you know, uh, where was I going with this? I was going somewhere funny. Uh, the driver's but, license. Like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I put a picture of that on Facebook when I got of, of the notice when I got it, and I made a joke like, "Looks like the homeowner association doesn't pr- appreciate my President's Day decorations on my house." And yeah. of course, everyone gets it except all the old people I know, <laughs> and they're like, "You put up President's Day yeah. decorations <laughs> on your house? Well, aren't you America- patriotic?" Uh, Patriot indeed. Go America. <laughs> I'm gonna go and kill the people in your homeowner association. No, no, yeah. don't commit murder. Bomb your next meeting. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a total joke. Yeah. I don't really it's just that I left my Christmas lights up too long. But yeah, there should definitely be a test to make sure you know if you can get the joke, then yes, you're allowed yeah. on Facebook. If you can't get the joke, eh, then maybe you should just not do that. Yeah, stuff. and here's two examples of jokes that my four year old tells. Here's the first one. Okay. It's a knock knock joke, but you say knock knock. Okay. So go. You oh, say, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I screwed yeah. it up already. Yeah, so you say knock, knock. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like that's, it's like that's, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Like they think that, like, anyway. And then the next mine one. Tell, my, mine tell the, uh, you know, uh, what does, and I'll tell you the, what, hey, what does, a, what does a snowman eat for breakfast? I don't know. Snowflakes with milk. <laughs> or that at I least saw that on a TV yeah, show, that, but that's a joke. But I am not kidding you. The youngest one has told that uh, I'm ballparking at least 500 times. Yeah. Well, since he, December, at least that. And so sort it's of, like, okay, go get another joke. At least that you need sort to go of get, makes have sense. Some new stuff happening. So you'd be funny again. Here's the uh, here's the second version or second type of joke. Why is a building on top of a house? 
<laughs> I don't know why. Because a house is on top of a building. It's <laughs> a very Seinfeld like. Uh, like what? That's a very good de- delivery. The, because a house is on top of the building. Why do they make the airplane out of the black box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's it's at least it's delivery. They're they're good at that. Yes. All right. Well, I think it's time. <laughs> yes, we should move on. Of us so, on. yeah, so so find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can see Rick eating uh, first foods. Uh, I'm gonna try uh, do some more. New, I think tonight, by the way, we bought some avocados, Ooh. and uh, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna make some cauliflower tonight. Okay, so remind we'll me. I'll text you a good a good way to eat uh, avocados. So I'll remind. Uh, that you. is that a euphemism? That sounds uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, you can also find a link to the Simply Human Kids page. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. You can email me or Rick. I'm at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Rick is at simplyhumanrick, all one word, at gmail.com. So without further ado, our interview with Squatchy, otherwise known as Chris Williams, uh, who is Rob Wolf's right hand man. We talk about, oh, just a whole lot of things. So sleep and. Uh, vitamin D, and a host of other uh, incredibly interesting topics. So here's Squatchy. Joining the Simply Human podcast today is none other than Squatchy, uh, otherwise known as Christopher Williams, who works as part of the Rob Wolf team. And if you don't know Rob Wolf is, then you suck. Uh, And uh, he's also a paleo aficionado, an educator, personal trainer, wellness coach, and a hobbyist Chef, so uh, Squatchy. First of all, do you, do you want us to call you Chris, Christopher, Squatchy? What, what do we say? Um, really, any of those is fine. Any of those. Uh, a lot of my friends call me Squatchy. Um, usually, my family calls me Christopher. <laughs> well, now, does that and, mean uh, that you're like? Does some that other mean friends you, call me Chris. Does that mean that you're like eight feet tall and covered with hair? If, we, if Squatchy, like, what's the what's the, uh, <laughs> the the background on that? Well, uh. <clears throat> <laughs> a, l- a little bit but no um basically w- w- where i grew up in south carolina here we went out, used to go out in the lake a lot and back in high school um i was a i was a decent bit bigger than i am now i've i've lost some weight over the years but uh i was always you know i i, I was hairy at a young age <laughs> like a lot more so than me than too most of my other friends started <laughs> Started shaving young and, you know, had body hair all over. So we used to go out on the lake. I was one of the only, like, really hairy guys. And one of my friends was like, man, you're so big and hairy. You look like a Sasquatch. I'm going to start calling you Squatchy. And then, of course, we get back to school. And he was super adamant about it. And got <laughs> it would not let everybody it drop. to call me Squatchy. And it, and it stuck since then. I think that was in, like, 10th grade or something. Oh, man. And then it's and then it's uh, it just stayed with you. So... Cool. Well, that's good. At least, yeah, at least it's like, you know, something manly. Like, I grow lots of hair is my nickname rather than it being something else like... Like Coco the monkey from that Seinfeld episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not all that big anymore, but I'm I'm still hairy. <laughs> you know, we, we have that in common because I played college football and used to be a lot bigger than I am now, and I am quite hairy as well. Rick, however, is not hairy, uh, which is, I guess, a... Uh, 
a uh, what a double-edged sword because yeah you're you're not hairy like a man should be hairy but... i'm aerodynamic <laughs> like a dolphin i cut through the air like a dolphin or a greyhound right right but see i shave yeah i shave lots of body hair so i would i would almost rather be a hairless dolphin sliding <laughs> through the air so, all right, Squatchy, you work as part of Rob's Rob's Wolf team, <laughs> not not Rob's yeah. Wolf team, Rob Wolf's team. What does that mean? Like, what do you do for the great Rob Wolf? Um, well, it's expanded a little bit over time, I guess. But uh, let's see. Most of all the all the contacts that come into the site, like any of the contact forms or anything, come to me. Um, I manage, you know, a lot of uh everybody's questions and issues and stuff that asking things on the site. I uh, handle some of the podcast stuff. I make the podcast questions up for, for each one of those, like the lineup. Right. I do a little bit of podcast editing and get that posted up. I kind of manage the blog, um, help Rob with any thing he needs, any projects, research work, uh, whatever's going on, I guess. Um, there was I a, help you know people answer questions and do all kinds of things through the site and stuff too. There was a podcast, really whatever needs to be done, <laughs> right? There, there, a few. I, I don't know how recent it was, um, but uh, there was one podcast where the questions all were like a, like the same thread, and I think that thread was like some sort of like sexual uh, subject, <laughs> and they kept saying like, "Oh, we went that good job, Squatchy!" Like, yeah, this is this. Is, these are all greatly. Uh, tied together so yeah so that your fingerprints were all over that one but yeah i, tr I try to do stuff like that where i can i mean it's yeah. it's hard sometimes because i you know i just use the questions i get and um i have i don't know probably a couple thousand of them sitting in a folder yeah. or something but so i try to weed through and you know make a good ed episode that sometimes has a little bit of tie-in sometimes totally you know with other right questions up. but sometimes not yeah. and uh just work with what i have and um, I don't know. Yeah, so what, what people enjoy it? <laughs> yes. Well, I enjoy. I was just telling Rick uh, before we called you that uh, you know the the Rob Wolf uh, podcast is kind of like it's like my top two, and then I have like twelve that I subscribe to, but there's two that I every week I listen to, and then if whatever I can get to other than those two. Uh, but but y'all's is right up there. So, but what is what is your like background? Sort of how did you get to where you are? How did you connect with Rob? And and sort of what is your uh, I guess philosophy on uh, on all this diet and wellness stuff? <laughs> um, I guess that really depends on how much detail you want me to get into. But uh, I don't know. I starting out young. I had problems with like OCD, uh, pretty bad and blood sugar issues. I had, you know, what they call like reactive hypoglycemia. And, um, <clears throat> I had, uh, you know, just a lot of trouble with, with stuff like that for years and years and years growing up. Um, finally I found out that it, you know, my diet affected a lot of that stuff pretty drastically. And I could kind of feel when, you know, changes in my blood sugar and when I would drop too low and different things from eating, you know, too many, too much sugar, too many carbs, stuff like that. Um, so over the years, I, I got used to you know, thinking about what I was eating and how it made me feel because I could, you know, it was, it was such a, uh, obvious thing at the time for me. But, um, I guess over time that just kind of stuck with me 
And then it wasn't until, you know, in my 20s, I finally decided to really try to get healthy. And I, you know, started running and I started eating a lot better. And I had seen some um, people talking about paleo and stuff like that, you know, years ago on the Internet. And I was like, ah, you know, that sounds kind of neat. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't think I really need to cut out you know, bread and all this stuff. That's just for people who are celiac and who have like, you know, diagnosed gluten sensitivity and all of this. Like I eat, I eat bread all the time and I'm fine. And finally I kept reading more and more about it. And I think I saw some articles on like Mark's daily apple and Mercola or something right, like the Mark Sisson. Yeah. Uh, web, uh, uh blog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, finally I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. What the heck, you know, what can it hurt? And, uh, you know, I did, and I started, I started feeling even better and even having less blood sugar issues, which were, which were better at that time. Cause I was actually exercising and trying to eat a little bit healthier. But then after doing the paleo thing, my blood sugar control got better. Um, my OCD was already a lot better than it was when I was young. It was pretty much debilitating when I was a kid, but by this time, you know, now that I'm actually eating better and exercising and doing stuff like it's just a little bit there in the background but not like a big hindrance to me or anything but that it practically went away um you know i started getting more and more into the stuff and reading a lot and doing a lot of research i uh started following rob on his blog and everything and he had uh, come out with a podcast and he was doing the paleo solution seminars so i went down to um atlanta which is about two hours away from me where he was having a seminar and uh, met him and his wife, Nikki for the first time and, you know, loved the seminar. And I just uh, kept in contact with him and, and asked if he needed any help and not thinking he would like take you up on it. he's like, yes, actually, can you uh, like produce my podcast? <laughs> You're like, Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much like, you know, I was, I was, uh, I've been following him and been into this stuff for, uh, for a long time and I was like, Oh, you know, how, how cool would that be to, to work with Rob and, and actually be able to do this stuff more? So I was like, you know, what the heck I'll, I'll contact him. And I just, we just stayed in contact and I ended up becoming like a moderator on, for his forums when they came out and some different things and then ended up actually starting to do some work for him. And then that just expanded from there. And, um, I think it was a little, I don't know, maybe a year before that or so. You know, I, I started getting into more health stuff and I became a personal trainer and, um, you know, got my certifications with that and all that good stuff. What, so you're kind of uh, like, the, you're, you're kind of like a jack of all trades for, for, pretty, for I guess, pretty much. Rob Scott. Okay. That's awesome. Now, did, what, uh, what certification did you get? Uh, cause I'm working on my, uh, national strength and conditioning association certification. Is that the one you did or is there a different one? I went through uh, ACSM. Okay, yeah, cool, which is like the other big one. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Well, um, I know one of the things that Rick is is really uh, interested in is this whole sleep thing and, and shift workers. And I know just through listening to the podcast that Rob has been doing some studies, uh, especially locally there in Nevada where he is um, with some of the fire departments and, and other sort of shift workers. Uh, do, have you gotten into that research at all? Do you know, can you speak to like some of the things that they're they're working on, or some of the the detriments of being a shift worker? Because Rick is a cop and he works the the night shifts. So that's just why he would be interested. Yeah, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pretty knowledgeable and I've, you know, looked into a lot of that stuff. I haven't worked directly with Rob and, uh, in Reno with specialty health or anything, but, um, I'm very familiar with all that stuff. Yeah. So like, what are some of the things, like if somebody came up to you and said, I'm a, I'm a shift worker and I I feel terrible, I have no energy, help me. Like what, what would, what would be some of like the first things that you would, you would say to them that's happening to them when they're, you know, doing the, the shift work? Well, I mean, I'm sure as most people know, you know, shift work is associated with all sorts of health issues, you know, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer, all sorts of things. Um, metabolic derangement. When you, when you lose sleep, you know, you become insulin resistant and stuff pretty quick. There's been all sorts of studies on how even short term sleep restriction, even, you know, for like a week, um, of giving suboptimal sleep, like I think less than six hours, some of them done like four hours and stuff like that. How like it increases, you know, your insulin resistance and all sorts of nasty things. Um, shift work is, is tough, especially for people who have schedules that flip back and forth. Right. Um, even if you can keep it steady, it's, it's still a tougher thing. And usually those people, since that's kind of like an extra stress, you got to be you got to be even more careful about your food and your exercise and all those things like that and try to you basically have to try to optimize everything else you can because you can't optimize your sleep on a schedule like that as much. Now um, Squatchy, what are some thi- what are some things that I can do, you know, day in day out that that make sure that I uh that I'm kind of some tips I guess that you could give me on how I can make sure that I'm getting enough rest and in in a, a good way. Um Depending on what your schedule is, I would say. I, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I work. I work uh, six p.m. to six a.m. I usually get home and I'm uh, asleep in bed by seven a.m. And usually I sleep until about two thirty or three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's uh, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on on the other days, do you try to keep like a, I, a normal non-shift work schedule or? It's kind of like a modified, like on my days that I don't work, I sleep a little bit later, like maybe like 10 or 11 a.m. And I go to sleep, uh, you know, probably close to midnight. I don't like full all the way switch it over to like, a, you know, an eight to five type of thing. But I sleep mm-hmm. a little later than most people will. So I, I kind of like a hybrid, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's always going to be a trade off with stuff like that. But uh, I like to say, you know people to to keep it as consistent as possible if they're if they can keep a consistent schedule of you know when they're going to bed and getting up even on their days off um light exposure is going to be a big deal um but it's it's going to be tough because you can't really get out in the in the sun as much when you're working uh, you know when you're sleeping and everything so like uh sleeping in a dark room of course is is going to be a, a big deal. Try to try to black out everything, you know, black out the windows, turn off all the lights, block any light coming in, uh, keep the room cool, try to get the best possible sleep you can. Um, wearing some of those, uh, the like orange tinted, amber tinted uh, glasses. That yes, actually, so, that's, something that, that's something that Mark has gotten me kind of turned on to the last couple of months. And I've, I've been doing that uh, when I, as soon as I get home, I throw those things on to kind of, but that helps uh, produce melatonin, correct? Yeah, the the blue light 
blocks the, the melatonin production because um, your body thinks it's the blue lights coming you know, like during the day. So, you know, a lot of the, the lights and stuff we, for people who aren't on shift work, usually at night, you know, they're up watching TV and have the lights on in the house and their cell phones and whatever. And, and a lot of that, you know, brings in a, a lot of blue light into your eyes and those glasses can block it out. And I've, I've been using them myself for a good while and noticed a, a pretty big difference in them. Yeah, I've been, I've been using them for a long time. My brother up in New York uh, has been using them for a long time. Uh, and I guess I got Rick using them. I got my wife who is now using them, who is also a nursing mother. Uh, and speaking of nursing mothers, <laughs> um, <laughs> boobs, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's not where I was going to go with that. But, uh, so what, like what, okay. So what do you say like for nursing moms? And, and I don't know if someone's microphone, like rubbing up against a, uh, shirt or something i'm hearing some like it, it could be mine i'll move mine over yeah stop that stop that rick uh, you're always swallowing or doing something into your into your hanging microphone so so what is some of your advice for you know like new parents obviously it's like you know they're they're sort of like they're, they're groups of people that are are going to get bad sleep regardless of you know like new parents college students you know uh, shift workers things like that so i mean kind of the same tips for new parents like what do you say to someone who's He's like, well, I'm having a baby tomorrow. What do I do? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a tough situation. Um, and I'll I'll speak from experience. You know, I've had with working with some people, and you know, and and a lot of friends and stuff that I have that are that are parents. I'm not a parent myself, but um, you know, so so take everything I say with a grain. Well, of I would say that. like congratulations, but I don't want to like make my wife mad. who's like <laughs> sitting in the next room. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with, with the parent thing, there's there's not a whole lot of getting around that, and um, you know, I mean, you basically just have to do the best you can. I wish I had a better answer than that, yeah. but I mean, that's that's it's pretty much is what it is, you know. Um, if you're uh, if you can trade off with your spouse a little bit, and you know, wear earplugs. <laughs> no and, way. <laughs> you know, try to like one of you tries to get sleep at at some point while the other, you know, does some work and switch off a little bit, or. Um, you know, basically, basically, just try to do the best you can. Take naps whenever you can. Um, you know, just try to get it in where you can, right? As yeah. best as you can. I mean, there's there's not a there's not a whole lot. There's no secrets that I know about that. You know, just, yeah, like or other other than like so, putting your baby in like a soundproof box and uh, and just going to sleep and ignoring your baby, which wouldn't be good. But you know, it's like. With those, with people like new parents that ask me about sleep and stuff, it's I just I don't want people to just like, well, I'm not gonna get good sleep, so I might as well stay up till one o'clock and just and watch TV and watch movies because the baby's gonna be up anyway. It's like, and like same thing with a college student. Like, yeah, you're not gonna get great sleep, but let's try to get the best possible sleep you can possibly get while you are sleeping, which would mean exactly. sleep, sleeping in the darkest room you can, you know, coolest temperatures you can, maybe wearing like a sleep mask or something. Like, I know that's really. I've uh, been yeah. helpful wearing one of the mindful things. If my wife is up like grading papers or something like in the bed next to me, I can just put on the, that mask and it's like, you know, like the lights are off. It's, it's really great. So, Definitely. so that's kind of the, yeah, I mean, I like to tell everybody to sleep in a completely blacked out room and, and all that. But if you can't, if there's somewhere, you know, where there's lights, definitely, you know, wear a sleep mask, um, wear earplugs. I, I sleep with earplugs pretty much every night. Yeah, there some there. I have some uh, uh, big noise reducing headphones, and I use that Brainwave app. And like, if, if for some reason like there's going to be weird noises or 
you know, um, I, I feel like I'm gonna have trouble going to sleep. I'll put that, those noise reducing headphones on and put it on the deep sleep. And so the only, Rick and I have joked about this before, but it's like the only bad thing about that is like if the house, if there was a fire or, you know, a, like a, like the, uh, an atomic bomb went off, I wouldn't know because I couldn't see anything and I couldn't hear anything. So uh, I kind of like, all right, I'm going in. So don't die. <laughs> I like say that to my whole family. Yeah. So don't, don't have that's, a, your, that's your last thought before you go to sleep every night. Yeah. 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 So if I woke up and I was dead, I would, I wouldn't really know any different. So yeah. I guess it wouldn't matter at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, so what is your yeah, getting uh, the best? Do what? You getting the getting the best sleep? Sorry, I interrupt. I was like getting the best sleep you can, and and with the shift work thing too. Um, maybe even doing a little bit of like uh, light therapy type stuff, mm-hmm. trying to get like a a full spectrum uh, light to use, like when you wake up in the morning and um, or wake up in the in the day if you if you know if you're not getting if it's not a time where you can get out in the sun or if it's if it's dark depending on when your schedule is trying to even get some some light like that to make your brain think it's daylight <laughs> right That's a good idea. Like I may, that. maybe even yeah i may look into you, that for sure you can even get um some of the the full spectrum tanning beds might be a good idea to do you know a little bit of time i know some people like Rob and um, I talked to. Uh, do you guys know Molly Gilbreth? Yeah, she was actually on the show. Similar. Jim, Jim, and Molly yeah. were on my show uh, a few months ago. Yeah, so. I think I heard them do the the humans being human. Yeah, yeah. Thing and stuff on there. He had the one about um, uh, the guy that hit the uh, mailbox and shattered both of his arms. Uh, yeah. That was a classic. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I've talked to her a little bit about it and talked to Rob and stuff, and they've you know, use some of the, the full spectrum tanning beds a little bit, like a couple times a week. And so they noticed some, some good changes with that. That might be something to look into as well. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, like the, the short, and now they're talking about, and I heard actually, uh, Jason Saib on his podcast was talking about doing like three to five minutes is really all you need to get the vitamin D if, or to get the enough UV exposure to convert the vitamin D from the cholesterol and da 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 and all that. So, yeah. Uh, but another thing they were saying is that, that that's only if you can't, because my, my question is like, okay, or was, you know, how much sun do you need to get the correct amount of vitamin D? Do you need to go out and like, you know, be, you know, n- nude in the sun for like an hour? Is that what we're trying to get at? But they, basically they were saying like, this, I guess the most recent study was showing that, you know, maybe like 15 to 20 minutes, just like from an, enough skin that's like, you know, like your forearm basically. Um, is really mm-hmm. all that you need. So it's not like you have to go out like, you know, for anyone out there wondering if they're getting enough vitamin D, if you're, if you're outside just a little bit in short sleeves, then you're probably getting enough vitamin D. Is that, is that sort of your understanding and what, uh, what are your recommendations on that? It, it seems to be, well, there's, there seems to be a lot of variables. It depends, you know, on where you're at in the world and right. how much cloud coverage there is, like what time of year it is, um, what you, what your skin type is. And there's some genetic differences within even within skin color um i think uh was it was it chris master john i think they did a did a talk at ahs last year and talked about uh like the interplay between like vitamin d vitamin a and vitamin k and all that um it was a shame i guess that the, the ahs videos from last year got botched from the 
the AV team. Oh, really? What happened? That they, that they had hired. Oh, really? Like uh, all the videos? Like I didn't. Well, I didn't you, hear that. You, you know, AHS yeah, usually yeah, puts and, the videos up for free when they're after they're. Uh, you know, after they set them up and everything. Right. Um. Well, last year the the AV team they had hired, I guess, to to do the videos at AHS. I guess just completely dropped the ball, and there were only like I think maybe four videos or something like that, four or five oh, videos man. that actually ended up being posted. All the other they got like partial videos with horrible lost audio and all kinds of stuff. It was just like it like, it like cuts over and and then all of a sudden it's that guy who's like hide your kids, hide your wives, like, <laughs> like all these other like videos gets like spliced into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I'm like um, they were having some problems even during the talks. Uh, where like some of the audio was feeding into one room from another room oh, and no. all kinds of different stuff, and they just said it was it was just a, a mess. It sounded like, but uh, so a lot of the if you weren't there and didn't get to see the talks, then that's it. You're you know, sorry, yeah. I guess that, that sucks. And speak- they, they, they do have some of the presentations up, like the, for the slides and stuff right. that people ended up posting. But um, yeah, I think that's where like when people ask me like you know in a non fat loss goal mode if that makes sense like if you're not trying to lose a ton of fat why white rice is sometimes okay i think i've used the the mm. notes from paul Jaminet from the ancestral health Symp- by the way ahs stands for ancestral health symposium and i yeah, believe this so. year's yeah. is it in august in atlanta yeah or was that last year last year was in atlanta august this year um should be sometime in august but they haven't released a date yet oh, okay. and it should be like in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm oh, sure. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, the other big, I, I guess, conference in the sort of primal health world is the Paleo FX conference, which I've referenced many times on the show. And I actually just found out uh, that I am presenting on raising human kids. And I don't know, it's like a 20-minute on-ramp presentation. So that, that, I don't know if that means like I'll be like in stall three of the men's room on the fourth floor or something. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> I'll be sure to come by and check you out and say hey. Yeah. The Tuesday 4 a.m. slot is Mark Rogers right there. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have, yeah. I have the big the big arena, but it's at yeah 4 a.m. So I'm not sure, but but all my tens of listeners, be, stay tuned for that. I don't know uh, the details yet, but I got that email Saturday, and I'm I'm super pumped about that. So um, anyway, as we can you know sort of I guess move on from the uh, sleep and vitamin D discussion. Okay, I have to ask you. You say you're a hobbyist chef. And I, um, I, you know, people think I'm crazy because I eat a lot of organ meats. And like, have you, have you hobbyist chefed organ meats? And do you have any good recipes? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I love organ meats. Me too. Yes. I think I've, I've eaten, I've eaten just about every organ meat there is. I think. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can't think. Some of my favorites, uh, probably heart. I guess I had uh, I had beef heart stew uh, a couple of nights ago. I I've really started uh, uh, sort of using my crock pot more and more and more, and so it's just about running all the time because it's so easy. Just throw in like I'll chop up some heart and throw in like an onion, chopped up onion, and bell pepper, and a can of diced tomatoes, and just kind of let it sit for four or five hours, and dinner is oh, yeah. done. So, what is your like? What is your kind of go to recipe? Um, oh gosh, it, it varies a lot. I actually have a good recipe up on the, the Mark's Daily Apple, uh, Mark Siston's site for, um, a, a kind of a spicy, almost curry heart that you could cook like, in the crock pot. It's called, um, 
Heart on Fire, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, I will. Uh, I will find that and link to it in the show notes. If you search. You search for that on Mark's Daily Apple site. It was. It was like for his reader created cookbook contest thing or something. Probably a. On a couple of years back or whatever. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I had this liver recipe that I did, but it was just so labor intensive, and you had to like get all these spices together and it was just like this whole like took like an hour just to cook the thing and i've just found that if you don't if you cook on really low heat for just you know not too long liver can actually be really good in a crock pot as well and i've done you know tongue is really good rick is mm-hmm. uh, i it, like tongue rick is sending me uh text messages obscene uh, organ text messages uh <laughs> as, as, as we're talking so if you hear me like kind of you know laughing in the background that's uh that's Rick uh, making fun of the organ meat stuff. But, I am uh, a very, very picky eater. Uh, Swatchy, I am learning to expand my horizons with uh, different kinds of vegetables, stuff like that. I'm not quite ready to take on the task of eating an organ. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Squatchy, kind of it's, it's not near as bad as you. As yeah. You well, well, hold on. Yeah, with some background on Rick, and I was gonna. The next thing I was gonna say, I was gonna bring this up. Rick, as he grew up, when we grew up, he we would go to like you know, restaurant and he would get, you know, cheese enchiladas, you know, no, I was going to say cut the cheese, but (laughs) I knew that would lead to something else. And then, uh, or we'd go get a hamburger and it would just have like the meat on it and like literally like nothing else. And so he just, what are you, Rick? 30, 34. Uh, Oh my gosh. Like like, in a week. Yeah. Like he, 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 Rick was born on a leap year, everyone. So he really, this isn't a leap year. So you really don't have a birthday this year. So, um, and so, just real quick, you you celebrate on the on the first, right? Yes, because it's the day after, after the twenty. Right? Okay, that's, that's the I, rationale. Okay, I always forget that, so I never know when to forget to send you your birthday card. Um, <laughs> and so Rick has just recently, and, and and there are links on YouTube which I can put in the show notes as well. But Rick eating an olive for the first time, an asparagus oh, wow. spear for the first time, and a mushroom for the first time. So really, like. He, the, you know, here's a guy that can can't even eat a black olive, and then uh, somehow trying to get him to eat like a a beef testicle uh, will will be the will be the next <laughs> my next great uh, goal aspiration in life. So, uh, if if you guys his head might literally explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can, I'm already sweating. Like when you guys talking about eating hearts, I was like, is that are they really talking about a heart like from an animal, yeah. or is that like a euphemism? Yeah, right. It's like his his spirit. I ate. I, I ate. <laughs> I ate the beef character. Nose and uh, yeah. <laughs> and it that way, but yeah, you know what? That's you know that's kind of my goal is to expand and 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 be more adventurous that way. So maybe you know one of these days, Squatchy, we can all sit down and we can have a big gigantic ox heart with a knife and fork or something. <laughs> I'm not even sure how you eat it, but maybe one of these days we can do Definitely. that. Definitely. Well, I'm, I, I'm totally down for that. I was gonna give a a tip I, on anyone eating uh, tongue. Um, I would, I would, after you sort of uh, peel the skin away, and when you cook it for a long time, the skin just sort of peels away, like a, you know, like the skin off a salmon or something. But I would go ahead and recommend uh, breaking it up where it doesn't still, you know, maintain the shape of a tongue. Because the first time mm-hmm. that I ate tongue that was in the shape of a tongue, I just basically felt like I was making out with a cow. Which, I mean, not to say, not there's anything wrong with that. I just, uh, you know, I cu- <laughs> I cut it up first, and then it just seemed more like a roast, and not like and- I was. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, the soup tastes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, I'm, it. I'm, I'm lazy and I don't even I don't even peel it. I usually just cut it up in pieces and eat the skin. The, and with the skin, ooh, yeah, <laughs> like it has like the you know like the, the the rough part on it. 
like yeah it doesn't bother me at all I wow just, that's just, amazing yeah. yeah okay you are you truly are squatchy yeah <laughs> yeah cool. I'd, I'd say heart is is actually probably one of the one of the least off-putting yeah more, you know more, it doesn't more have, tame things yeah like kidney kind of has a, a taste to it liver has a taste and kind of a texture if you're not used to it but to me heart especially like you know one half of the heart really is just like a really lean cut a steak i mean it's it's yeah it it, it tastes sort of like a roast i mean it, yeah. it, it doesn't really have that much of a different a different taste if you were it's got a you know a little bit of a different texture but if you would cut it up and especially had it in something you had made like a you know a soup or a stew or something and right. had pieces of it in there and somebody ate it they would and if you just told them you did some type of beef roast they probably wouldn't know the difference yeah, unless there was like um, you know because sometimes you can get the little uh valves still on the heart so yeah. just make sure it's not it's a, a piece little, that has a tree. valve on it yeah <laughs> true true yeah the uh i'd say liver is you know one of the most has the most pungent you know different taste and then i'd probably put kidneys behind the, right behind that and then heart and tongue you know both are tasting more like kind of just like a roast just right. regular kind of meat and yeah. um oxtail which i guess you know is usually considered as part of uh the organ meat family yeah. is is more just like a you know a fatty marrow filled bone in piece of meat and um and then you got like the sweet breads which mm. people don't you don't see those quite as often <laughs> yeah the the, the, the ranch that I order my meat those from are has really them. tasty yeah I, I need to I need to get those that's the only one that I haven't tried but when I get Rick to eat beef heart I'm gonna wrap it in a uh, in a cow ball so. Uh. <laughs> testicles i've 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 done the um there's a there's a goat farm around here where i get like a a a mixed bag of organ meats and they usually have like the kidney heart tongue liver and testicles all in like one bag nice i just what i i I usually just like cut them all up and you know cook them in a pan and some coconut oil or something with some seasoning and just well the uh, there's literally nothing that frightens me more than a giant sack (laughs) full of organs and that's (laughs) well um yeah the the ranch that i get organ sack yeah (laughs) (laughs) organ sacks yes uh the uh slanker ranch where i get mine they they have this thing called uh primal ground meat and it's basically like the the kidney, uh, heart and liver that they just kind of put through the food processor and, and grind it oh, into yeah. like a, a, there's in- a, there's a, um, a guy gives some farms around here that, that does, uh, some great beef and he has a pet food mix and yeah. it's like a mix of the organs, um, skin <laughs> of ground beef. It's like ground beef with extra fat and he'll mix in like some liver and kidney and, and, uh, heart and tongue in there and stuff i think there's like an eye and, looking out at you rick and one it's in some of them there's like <laughs> eyes in there yeah it's like that scene from a minority report where he's got the eyeball in the bag and the eyeball <laughs> is looking at him and he's looking at the bag yeah yes that's what it sounds like to me <laughs> i mean people think we're crazy i mean because it's labeled like it says it says pet food on it and, and you um, eat it yeah and I'll yeah I'll, I'll get that and like throw some curry powder in it and mix it up cook it in the pan or in it it's delicious. What are we having tonight, Squatchy? You had us over for dinner. Oh, uh, we're having uh, dog food for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. My, my fiance is uh, she eats like the same way that I do, and she she doesn't care. Like she can eat all that stuff too. Nice. You got yourself a, a good bit, woman. So we, we go to town. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have Licking to like in the plates and everything? Did, did you like beat her over the head with a club to like you wish you know to to get her to do any of that stuff like a real caveman or is she just naturally <laughs> awesome? 
Oh, she's just really awesome. I Sweet. Guess, so. When y'all? Uh, I mean, uh, when's I'll, the big I'll day, like, Squatchy? Like I didn't know you were engaged. When? When's the? When's the wedding? Do you know yet? Uh, we haven't said it. Probably <laughs> um, sometime later this year. We're probably gonna elope. I think. Nice. Oh man, I hope my daughter's. Ev- everybody elope. we've talked to has like we said. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna elope. You know, just go somewhere cool, go to some other country or something. And they're like, do it. Person we've said that too was like either said, I wish I had done that, yeah. or if they if they had done that, they're like, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. It's only like the grandmothers in the in the audience that are like, no, please don't do that. Yeah. We want to be there. Like, you know what, grandmother? I guess I shouldn't say that. Never mind, grandmother. <laughs> Man, could you see? Could you like hear audibly hear my filter working right there? Like I was about to just tell grandmother where to stick it, and I probably shouldn't do that. So. I could feel the lightning bolt uh, generating in the cloud above us. So. All right. Well, hey, this I can't believe it, Squatchy. But uh, time the time is running up on us. But there's one question, and Rick, I just realized this is I'm about to ask him this. I didn't ask Jonathan Baylor this question last week so that makes two people now that i failed to ask this question so squatchy what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable and it doesn't have to have anything to do with sleep or organ meats or your awesome (laughs) fiance Mm, one thing i do that makes life enjoyable yeah just something that you enjoy doing i wish i had something really i don't know well, Funny like, or cool are you, or pithy to say, but your picture on Skype? Are you sit, sitting on top of a of a mountain? Is that what that is? Yeah. Or are you on a lake or something? I'd, I can't tell if there's are clouds or waves. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a mountain. I, I was just gonna say I love getting out in nature. Um, I love going hiking and just just getting outdoors. I'm not, I'm not like a, a you know person that goes camping or hiking like all the time or anything. But I try to you know to get out every now and then on the weekends and. <laughs> Even day to day, we li- we live near a little bit of woods and stuff. I can go kind of walking around in and just I don't know, just being out in nature just makes you feel good. Agreed. All right, well, Squatchy, it has been a pleasure, and hopefully, I don't know if uh, if you tell. I know Rob is like crazy busy, but uh, you know, put in a good word for us. Maybe we can have the great Rob Wolf on our show sometime. Uh, which will I will never definitely happen. do it. Yeah. All right, well, Squatchy, I appreciate it, and thanks for being on the Simply Human podcast. And we will talk to you soon. Oh, thanks for having me. Hope I didn't destroy your show. <laughs> no, you didn't. Rick, Rick does that. Uh, yeah, that's me through my uh, inappropriate text message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. Put those in the in the cliff notes at the bottom. Yeah, right? yeah. I will. I will include the screenshots of the inappropriate text in the show notes. <laughs> All right, we'll have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Too. Thanks, Mark. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Squatchy. And we actually, he sent me some links to some of the Chris Master John stuff that we referenced, the vitamin D articles. I'll have links to those in the show notes as well as the the heart, yeah, the heart uh, recipe, Hearts on Fire, along with links to Ancestral Health Symposium and Paleo FX. So um, it is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. And at the time of this recording, I'm currently receiving a text from John Wallace that uh, said that he could record a little bit later than the original plan. So all I know is that this, all he, all he told me was that it's a story that, that in the title of the podcast, it, the title could be I've Got a Gun and it's about someone who tried to break into his house 
Hmm. So that's it's, a very uh, yeah. interesting uh, little tidbit there. Yeah. So that so that's the lead-in. So here is a good friend of mine, John Wallace. Joining me, as you just heard, uh, actually, John, we we already like uh, introed this segment. Um, so I said, uh, coming up is going to be John Wallace. We have no idea what the story is going to be, but uh, hopefully it will be good. So at the time of the recording, I had no idea other than I've got a gun was the title, <laughs> of, was the title of the story. So take us through what, 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 who has a gun? What, what's, what's going on with the gun? I had, a, I had a gun. You had um, a gun. I did, yeah. I still, I still have said gun. That's, is that your whole story? Yeah. That's not the whole story, is it? Not the whole story. Okay. Now, did you ever, did you ever come by our place, uh, the house that we had in Corinth, just south of Denton? I don't think so. So, when you walk in that house, uh, on the left was a living room, and immediately to the right was a walled-off office that I had. Okay. And I had uh, I had my desk and computer set up to where my back faced the front window of our house. So if you were driving by and the light was on, you could see my silhouette, my my back facing away from okay. the street. Which is like a V-shape so for all those wondering. It's like the shoulders are out real wide, and then it's tapered down to this, like, 30-inch yeah, waist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm, I, you know, I didn't want to have my back facing the door. So I had it set up like that, and um, I was up late one night, fiddling around, watching TV, something like that. And uh, I hear this. Not in the office. You were in the other room. I'm, you were in the other room, right? No, no, I was in the office. Okay, okay. Lean back, lean back in my chair. Okay. And uh, there was a crash uh, onto the the brick wall of our of my house right there at the front of the front of the house, and it 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 scared me to death. I jumped. I jumped up out of my chair. Are we talking like midnight, my, or is this like? 2 a.m. Like this is probably 11:45 okay. p.m. Everyone's out. I'm, you know, my the the adrenaline surge was crazy. Full my effect. heart was up in my throat. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to get my bearings. Like, what was that? What just happened? And then I hear something out in the bushes, in the shrubs, right in front of the house. I'm like, holy crap, what is that? So I step out of my office up to the end of the entryway, and I look down at the door, and the handle, the deadbolt's locked. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know? <laughs> and I see, I see that the handle's starting to jiggle a little bit on the inside, so someone is on the outside of my house, trying to open the door. Was it like a doorknob or is it one of those like lever knobs? Doorknob. Okay. Circular, spherical knob is Circular, builder grade, <laughs> Hopefully. contract grade knob. Yeah. So, but I can see it wiggling, right? And I'm crapping in my pants. And so, yeah, I was going to say, was, was, there, the, was the knob uh, wiggling? Was the knob wiggling, or were your were your pants wiggling because of the the fecal matter yeah. that was dumping into it? <laughs> Yes. So I'm thinking, and I'm starting to think outside my frame. I'm like, I'm standing, I'm probably standing 
less than two feet away from somebody that I don't know with my door separating us. You know, right. we're probably facing each other. So I instinctively bolt, reached my hand out and twisted the deadbolt just to make sure it was locked. And then, like, I've got shake leg, you know, and <laughs> I've ordered my, still my mouth going dry already. And I, I scramble to get the phone and I called 911. Okay. Good move. So while I'm waiting on 911 to pick up, I have to go back to how I got the gun. So I was a student, when I was a student at AC, this is probably my junior, junior year in 90, 91. Uh, there was a faculty member in the psychology department who did some, he had a, a federal gun license back before the restrictions got a lot tougher. And he had, he reblued a couple of shotguns for me and sold, he sold me a, uh, it sounds horrible. It, it's, uh, it's one of those Norinko uh, Chinese assault rifles that, that that your professor sold you. <laughs> yeah, wow. For a hundred, a hundred dollars. Very, it's very menacing looking. Great deal. It's, yeah. it's got the AK shape. It's got that that spring loaded bayonet. Ooh. Seven point six two round. It's got the clip that hangs down. Clip with a P that hangs down yeah. a little bit. Uh, from the middle, so it, it's pretty intimidating. I've had it, like I said, since I was in college, and put thousands of rounds through it. So I run and, and grab it from the closet of my office while I've got my the phone up. You know, I'm I'm pinching the phone to my shoulder with my back, right, and I'm trying to get this gun out of this a, a gun sock, I guess, and it's getting all hung up, and I can't get it out. And, and Cheryl's been, my wife has been adamant that, you know, we never, you can't keep the ammunition anywhere near the gun. So, you know, I don't want those anywhere close to each other. So, I, finally, I get the gun out, and the ladies, she's asking all these questions, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to get the gun out and answer, you know, where I'm living, where I live, and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know where the, rent, the bullets are. I can't even think where, I, where they were. So if I remember that, a box of them in my in my desk, and there are these cheap steel rounds. And by cheap, I mean the box that they came in is not is not much stronger than uh, grocery store sack paper. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> in my panic, I, I'm I'm trying to open the box, and the box literally falls apart in my hands. <laughs> is the and, is the guy still like jiggling the handle? Like what's I, he's he's in my front flower bed in my shrubs, like We're doing walking like, dead or uh, something. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I know I I can sense his presence, and uh, so all those bullets fall to the hardwood floor and they bounce everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm trying to talk to this lady trying to scrape up these bullets and I'm, I'm loading them in again. I told him, he said, this guy's he's trying to come into my house. I said, uh, I said, if he, if he comes into my house, I think I'm going to shoot him. And I'd never, you know, you always talk about, oh, blow somebody away. Yeah. 
I've got two kids sleeping in the back and my wife and this guy's at the front door and about, you know, yeah, then you'd have I, really, to, I mean, you'd have to move because you'd have like the intruder's blood stain in the foyer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you have to think about, are you really going to do this? Are you really going to pump around in someone? <laughs> or two. You know? And uh, so the lady goes, okay, Mr. Wallace, calm down. I've got, I've got two cruisers on the way to your house. They should be there any minute. And I told her, I said, I said, uh, and I told her that I had a gun. And, um, she said um, they should be pulling up any minute now. So, sure enough, these two these two cops cars come. This is back when they were running those Crown Vicks, right? And they come flying up tandem. One of them stops right past my house. One of them stops right before it. And they get out, and and she's on the line with me the whole time. She goes, "Mr. Ross, do you still have the gun?" I said, "Yes." She goes, "I need you to put it down, okay." <laughs> Put the gun down and answer the door. It'll be one of my officers. And so uh, I laid the I laid the gun down, and, and uh, it, was, it was a police officer, and, and he said, "You're calling about an intruder." I said, "Well, he never he never came in. Cause he was trying to." And I said, uh, uh, "Well, let's take a look around." And, and so um, I had their those big cop flashlights, you know, that they that they have, and they're walking around the yard and looking at. Didn't see anything, and and so and, they. And you had the, the gun like propped up against your shoulder, like walking around with the, with the cops, right? <laughs> right, malicious style. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now I had it leaned. I had it leaned on a chair in the in the front room, and uh, the guy says, uh, "He goes, is there any chance that the the, the guy's in your backyard?" And I went, "I don't, I don't think so." I said, "My dog would be going berserk if he was in my backyard." Yeah. And. Um, he goes, well, let's, let's take a look just to be sure. And so he goes to my backyard through the house. So we walk past the master bedroom. The door's wide open. Cheryl is in there, mouth breathing, asleep, <laughs> oblivious to everything. There are two officers walking through her house with flashlights. And I'm, I'm going to load my drawers. And, and in your gun. Going back. Didn't find anything. Went back to the front. But the guy, uh, the guy says, "Oh, hey, look at this!" And, he, and there's these muddy footprints in my driveway. And so they follow the footprints, and it goes to the guy that was living across the street in Caddy Corner from us. I bad neighbors, I guess. We never met the guy. Anyway, he turns out that the guy had terminal cancer and was whacked out on his oh, bed no. and thought that he was at his house and just that oh. he thought that he had been locked out of his house and they found him in the in his garage sitting in his pickup just sitting there staring oh. in his pickup out of it so that's how I um Almost close to, to shooting and killing, killing a terminally ill patient. Yeah, that would have been great for the old conscience. <laughs> awful. But, oh, uh, so the anyway. cops. So what ended up happening is the cops ended up arresting you for owning that gun. <laughs> he did not. It's an awesome gun, and you should see pictures. <laughs> uh, the first gun. I have a picture of my wife shooting it. Send me a picture and of it, and uh, I'll put it in the show notes. 
one of my favorites. I will. Yeah, really. Text me a picture, and I'll 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 put it on the uh, on the old website. We'll do, pal. Oh man. Well, I was all grundle clenched. I'm glad that you didn't say that you had to kill someone, or I was kind of hoping that you you it was you were gonna say it was like a raccoon or something, and that you like blew yeah. a raccoon away. Yeah, it would have been a better story. If maybe <laughs> I'd, I'd shot him in the knee or something. <laughs> you just walk over there. The cops are like, "Oh, it's just old man Winters," and uh, yeah. and you come over behind him and just like shoot him in the knee. Like, how dare you? I just grabbed exactly. my pants. He's in my house for no house. reason. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, Did you think that it was going to be a, a, a Tennessee Alabama game story? Um, you know, were you worried that it might be a Tennessee Alabama game story? We. We could have uh we could have gone there and uh it I just would have I just would have not aired it. <laughs> yeah. We have uh yeah, we have many probably, other many other in everybody's best interest. Yeah, I was telling I told Rick my co-host that most of the stories of, of you and I are are not shareable. They mm-hmm. will always remain between you and Halen saying hi. Hi. No, I I'm, I'm filled with shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Johnny, thanks for being part of the Humans Being Human uh, segment. And uh, hopefully, th- think of some more stories and we will have you back on. Well, I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a great night. All right, man. We'll talk soon. See you. Bye. I see you. All right. Thank you, John Wallace, uh, for that incredibly entertaining story. And that, actually, uh, that, that moderately, moderately entertaining, entertaining story. Slightly. And chuckle-inducing. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. At the time of this recording, I hadn't heard the story yet, so I'm not sure if it was funny or more shocking or like sad. I have no idea. So, so it could it be good. one or mo- more like emo- emotion, like uh, pullings type of story. Yes. Okay, and now it's time for the Simply Human tip of the week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human, and it is, as we discussed with Squatchy, get out into the sun. It doesn't take much. You don't need to go... Lay out in a speedo for an hour, uh, which wait you don't you don't need to do. Is that, that what you're doing right now? Actually, as the more I think uh, about it, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go inside. Yeah. Then I thought that's what we were supposed to. Do. <laughs> you can uh, the the length of your arms, so short sleeves out into the, out in the sun for you know 15 20 minutes, uh, 10 to 20 minutes is really all uh, you need. So to get the adequate uh, amount of vitamin D, so get outside. Uh, as much as you can, especially now that it's getting warmer, uh, it is getting, well, I, I guess some people listening to this might be in like Siberia. So if you're in Siberia, my apologies. Well, and this is a big deal for me because I, I you know, I, I don't want to always make so much of this, but there's a lot of shift workers out there. The world runs on people that work in weird hours. I know a lot of people that do that. So, uh, you know, when I wake up, generally speaking, it's late in the afternoon. When I get home and go to bed, it's still dark outside. So I have to make a concerted effort to to try to get out. 10 minutes a day, whether that's, you know, something a little like going out and checking the mail. I usually go pick up my, my oldest son from school and I get there a couple minutes early by design to try to get a little bit of sunlight. It's not just good for vitamin D, you know, uh, exposure. It's also good for kind of like, I find it's good for mental health because there's a lot of stories that say people who work weird hours and don't get a lot of sunlight are more prone to depression type stuff because everything's always dark. It's good for body clock regulation. It's just I, – I don't think anyone would argue – would make a convincing argument that say it's not good to go out and get sunlight. So yeah. you know, even for people – you know, I'm, I'm olive-skinned. I can – I don't sunburn easily. My wife sunburns very easily. So for people like her that literally <laughs> go outside for five minutes and they feel their skin cooking, take it slowly. 
slowly build up, you know, incrementally your your tolerance to the sun, and you don't have to spend an hour outside, you know, roasting and cooking your skin, but a few minutes here, a few minutes there is all you really need to do. Yeah, and don't you also don't have to spend an hour like lathering up with sunblock if you're going to be out for you know just a few minutes. Um, yeah, and that's a, that's do. another thing that I would say to fair skinned people, you know, like my wife is, you don't need to put on sun, sunscreen is for if you're going to be outside, like outside at the zoo, outside at the beach, outside for a long period of time. But if you're just going out here and there, I think sunscreen is not. You know, I guess there's a and there's some kinds of makeup that have a lot of sunscreen in them uh, to prevent aging and things like that. Those are counterintuitive. They prevent your skin, they prevent your body from getting the vitamin D that it needs. So maybe you know, put aside the sunscreen unless you know you're going to be outside for quite a long period of time, uh, and just enjoy the sun. We're we're human beings. We're meant to be out in the sun. We're not meant to be hidden away constantly all the time. When I was playing college football and we were going through two days, um, we had this thing where we would all lament that we wished that we could hug the sun because that basically meant that we would die because um, <laughs> we were like so so hot and so miserable. Like during warm-ups, we'd all be like, oh, if we could only hug the sun, this misery would be over. So don't hug the sun, but use its uh, healing properties to heal you. Yes. Yes. Okay. This reminds me of that Adam Sandler bit like on his very first album about the guy who uh, is trying to join a cult about worshiping the sun. Go you probably don't go YouTube I, I remember right the Adam Sandler stuff, but I don't remember I don't remember that. My one. brother and I constantly are referencing that one bit in text messages back and forth. So as soon as you're done here, go YouTube that and you'll laugh. Okay. It's All a right. cult about the sun. It's funny. Um and now is the part of the show and we're in the template script where I have comedy segment. <laughs> so we're gonna Good skip <laughs> we're gonna skip through that. All right, so thanks for listening to this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And you know what? Uh, people that listened to episode 20 and we said, coming up next time, it's Evan Brand. And then we just totally failed to even recognize that we didn't have Evan Brand on this show. He's coming up on the next show. So I'm actually about to interview Evan uh, in just a few hours. Uh, and then uh, he'll be on the 28th show. So sorry for lying to you, our tens, uh, it's a tens of listeners. Thing, yeah. You know what happens right yeah, now. No, 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 so... All right, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids page, all on there, along with just a host of other resources. So check out the website um, and uh, give me any feedback that you want. And if you if you write me and say, hey, you know what? You should do this on your website. I'll do it. I don't care. You should make a video of Mark hitting Rick in the face of the frying pan. <laughs> Done. Will literally probably do. Perfect. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52. Email me any questions, concerns, comments, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com. And Rick is at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. Please leave a review, good or bad, and we promise we will read it on the air like we did uh, Twans, right? I can't wait for someone that we know to be like, okay, if they promise to read it on the air, yeah. just the most ridiculous review of all Yeah, time. with a lot of obscenities and things like that. So, yeah, any review is good, good or bad. Uh, we, we like it all. So... That's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Rick, any farting thoughts? Uh, I didn't I didn't excessively swallow in this episode, so... Yeah, yeah, so if you heard the uh, uh, <laughs> swallowing noises all through the, the Jonathan, Jonathan Baylor, Baylor interview, like, uh, long story short, yeah. my mic is right by my throat, and I didn't realize you can catch every, like, uh, 
tiny bit of vibration from my throat, so I tried as hard as I could not to swallow for like an hour straight. It was, it was horrible. Here's a here's a parting thought. That's called peristalsis. All right, so yeah, <laughs> that's gonna do it for this edition of the show. And remember, I'm already sweating. Like with you guys <laughs> talking about eating hearts, I was like, is that are they really talking about a heart like from an animal, yeah. or is that like a euphemism? Yeah, right. Or so until next time, enjoy yourself. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.